when you talk about you know getting lost in time when you're doing stuff with technology I find myself if I'm in the restroom and I have my phone I'll easily spend 30 minutes just sitting there on my phone but if I don't have my phone I'll be in and out within like five minutes so the bathroom has become your place of worship to your to your smartphone <laughs> to my phone yeah <laughs> as honest as that sounds yeah <laughs> your bathroom is now the sanctuary to your smartphone do you have like a little pedestal to put your smartphone on no <laughs> okay it's my hands <laughs> no your hands are just a little pedestal head, yes <laughs> welcome to another episode of user words podcast where i'm joined once again with mr aaron johnson after that disaster of an intro there that just got deleted and uh re-recorded here <laughs> just things things happen sometimes right. random things that you can't yeah the whole tmi stuff you know yeah. yeah, there was definitely much, was a little bit of TMI there, <laughs> things I never want to know, and story I never wanted to know either, <laughs> and I hope I'm never on the receiving end of. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, saying all that, that going right into the topic of the day, I'm like, oh, geez, I had no transition, so I... It, 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 it is what it is. <laughs> it just is what it is. You have to understand that sometimes things do not go as planned and go off the rails, and you got to just move on with it in life. And that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Happens a lot with me. Sorry. That's all right, man. <laughs> and this is uh, another interesting topic that we got here. Thank you, Mr. Johnson. Uh-oh. I think, I don't know if you were the one who originally came up with this. Oh, or not. I did. Um, oh, I did. You did. Okay, well, fine. Yeah. Then you did. <laughs> Thanks to Casting Crowns. Yeah? Yeah. Is that where you got the idea for this one? Yeah. All right. So do you want to kind of... No. Maybe give a background on what, what made you think of this? What... Casting what, Crown song. What song? I think the song is called If We Are The Body. Okay. Yeah. That's the one. From the Casting Crowns self-titled album. Okay. So what about this song the lyrics or whatever kind of shoot caught out to you i'm I'm thinking of the right song it is if we are the body i'm trying to remember if the the current i mean i know for like the chorus it's yeah why aren't his arms reaching why aren't his hands healing and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i know i'm trying to think of like the verses the verses are the ones with like the the girl sits in the back row or whatever and is getting made fun of by other girls and it's just it's yeah and then the oh, I think that's the right one. Yeah, it is. Okay, that's right. All yeah. Right. So you know, the girl slips in the back. Girls yep. teasing, laughter, caring. Uh, traveler far far away from home uh, sinks into the back, back row. Way of judgment, judgmental glances. Tells him that his chances are better out on the road. Yep. Yeah. Um. No, I, I, it was mainly the chorus, though, that really got me to thinking about this. And it's so far still a failure attempt of doing a worship night. Well, me let this be it. a kick in, official kick in the pants to right. get it back on the road. Right. And let me just say this. It does not have to be perfect. You don't have to have choreographed it, lights and it everything. It does different. have to be perfect. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you do not, not have to have a heavy metal rift breakdown in the middle but, but, with but, but, smoke and flames and that. So, okay, yeah, maybe not the flames, but the smoke we can do. <laughs> I, 
don't get me wrong would that be entertaining maybe but would it be is it necessary that, no no that, no that could potentially take away from but anyways go what on it is. anywho but I, I was i don't know it's been on my mind because i think we've talked about it just for a, a I don't know, briefly never got like into anything but like i mean yeah the church definitely feels like it's dying at least for how i don't know granted hey these are it's a lot of tough times lost tough stuff going on in the world in general but it's like mm-hmm. it makes me think about well that song was like if if you know if we're the body of christ we should be ones that are out there trying to make things better for those that are obviously having a hard time okay now in some aspects like with the whole thing of like when it was talking about like the verses like with the girl getting teased and stuff like that and like granted obviously is that a thing in churches of course it is um but uh, thankfully for me i feel like i haven't noticed much of that stuff where i've been at as far as I'm aware, and granted, I mean, I'm oblivious to a ton of stuff, so I could totally miss things. <laughs> Anywho, going back to the whole worship night thing, like, it would be so cool if the church body could come together and do stuff with this, or, you know, just do stuff as a group, as a whole, every once in a while, versus obviously always churches just being on their own and doing their own things. Individual churches doing things on their own. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So I don't know. The, the well, song just got me thinking. I was like, man, maybe we should actually come together as a whole church more often and do stuff together. Which is a third day song, Come Together. <laughs> yes, it is. That's right. <laughs> but anyways, so, okay, back to one of your statements um, that you just had. I, I want to dig deeper into that one. Uh-oh. Why do you feel that the church is dying? I, well. <laughs> Besides... Besides attendance. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Let, let's get, no. we'll cover some of that, mm-hmm. but and outside of attendance, because that's like the number one obvious answer. Right. Well, yeah. For, yeah. That, uh, that's not just our church. In general, it's the churches but, uh, in general right yeah, now. Yeah. That's very true. Which is weird because I remember a coworker telling me about like since pandemic, there's been a rise in church attendance at places. I was like, where? <laughs> well, we can, I want to see this. We but. can get into that as well. Yeah, there, but I'd, you know, part of me wonders if, if if it's about with like the whole, just I guess to a point, American Christianity. Because I would say there's a big difference here versus Christianity in other countries where it's well, it's, one I mean in China being illegal, kind of thing. Okay, but I don't know. Yeah, just America is just so overall just. We got it easy. Lazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, we don't like anything that makes us feel uncomfortable. And society as a whole, culture as a whole, mm-hmm. is follow your heart and do whatever the rainbow inside you tells you to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there, yeah, there's that. And then, like, I think about, you know, the whole, like, being independent kind. And that's, I think, a thing. I think is dangerous too is the whole independence aspect of things. Uh huh. Is you know, as Americans we're we wanna be strong and independent and stuff like that. It's like maybe we just try to do way too much on our own. I think we yeah, we try to do too much on our own, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing uh, that I've seen. What I've seen is that we we 
let outside factors and emotions influence our spiritual beliefs. That too, yeah. And what I mean by that is this. I have seen, um, personally, I have seen, you know, documented story online. So, you know, take those with a grain of salt because they're, they're documented online, you know. But I've seen personally, you know, person A believes strongly in the in something. Let's, I'll give you an example, okay? Person A, they believe strongly against homosexuality. They don't believe in gay marriage or anything like that. Their kid comes out as gay. All of a sudden, they are now gay affirming. They mm, they change their theology, right? Based on their because they're like, well, I have to love my kid, can, and by yeah. loving my kid, I'm showing them God, and by doing that, then I have to affirm what they they believe. Yeah, it, it's the same thing with like transgender, uh, you know, stuff where they go, you know, my theology is this on transgender kid comes out as transgender and then they completely change their theology on it. Yeah. Right. Right. Now that's not saying don't love the other person. You, no. First and foremost, God says, Jesus says, love mm-hmm. your neighbor. Yep. That includes the neighbor that you disagree with. That includes the kid that does something that you don't agree with that whatever, you know, and yeah. I've talked about that, you know, cause I have, you know, family members are gay and that, you know, what would happen with the ceremony? Well, it depends. Is it in the church or is it just like a civil ceremony? You know, we've, we've talked about those sort of things before, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm not going to allow that to change my religious beliefs on what God says is right. Now, if you want to go off and get married as a gay person and you're doing it outside the church, okay, fine. Right. I, I'm not going to have any qualms about that. You know, personally, what I do that hey i wouldn't do that uh because i'm not gay um but when i don't believe that sort of stuff either i so i wouldn't be involved in it like if it was in a church or anything just like i probably wouldn't be like oh yeah i'm gonna go to your bachelor party because yeah no yeah (laughs) i I have a feeling that might go a little bit outside of anything i would want to do so i would just be like you know what respectfully no i'm not gonna go Mm -hmm. but go have fun i guess (laughs) Do, do, do what you do you know, do do what you do exactly. <laughs> but it, it's when we let societal pressure change what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get into other things that occur, but you know that seems to be the big, like sticking point. That and abortion are the big ones that kind of coming out recently. Like society says, oh, this, 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 and now you have churches going, well, yes, abortion is a righteous thing to do, and you're like sitting there scratching your head, like how, how, how. So, yeah, we have it too easy here in the U.S. I agree. Oh, yeah. I, oh, that's an interesting one. See, the only, as far as abortions go, the only, I guess, silver lining I see to abortions yeah. is, I guess, for, I don't know, I guess my for current belief is, you know, that kid that has been aborted has never had the opportunity to make a, like, a choice. Yeah. To follow God or not kind of thing. Or has never had that chance. So I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> and, and see, you know, what's funny is I'm learning, you know, like I was just studying some stuff on Lutheran doctrine, right? Mm-hmm. They believe a child, a baby can choose. What? 
And you know where they get that from? When Mary went to visit her her cousin who gave birth to John the Baptist. And they're, this is, it's very shaky lines here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to extrapolate a lot of stuff from it. But their, their logic is because John the Baptist jumped when Mary came, you know, John the Baptist was still in Elizabeth's stomach or stomach. Oh. I put in quotes because he jumped for joy at the arrival of Mary and, you know, Jesus the fetus. Right. That sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. The fetus of Jesus. No, Jesus the fetus. Jesus, yeah. I'm sorry. Anyways. Because of that, they use that as the theological principle that babies can choose. And I was like, come uh, again? <laughs> I don't follow that. That That's a lot of leaps in, of logic here. Right. But they also believe like, and this is where denominations differ, mm-hmm. you know, on things. Like the Lutheran church believes that you have to baptize a kid in case they die. So that way they can be, go to heaven. Yeah. No. If yeah. you don't, then... <laughs> Bye bye, baby. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> which, which is, you know, because you say that, you know, you said what you said, and mm-hmm. that's why I jumped in. It's like there's certain denominations believe, believe different yeah. things. That's why I say it. for me, I, 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 for current beliefs, and I hope it's true that yeah, they don't go to hell. I hope, yeah, because not. Uh, I've also heard, you know, I, I've had a teacher, um, at my. My good old little Christian school growing up who, I mean, yeah, she believed that, you know, I mean, uh, like the whole like, predestination kind of thing. So like some babies might go to heaven, some might not. I'm like, well, I hope that's not the case. But so, yeah, that's the only, I guess, potential silver lining I'd ever see to, to abortion if that's true or not. I don't know. But <clears throat> yeah, oh, there's a, there's another thing, I guess, with. Uh, Christianity kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I just wish. Yeah, we'd come together more. And obviously, I mean that takes. Well, I mean work, planning, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I just yeah, I feel like there's just we yeah we let so much division stop anything big from being able to happen. I suppose. I don't know. And like, as you talked about, you know, not letting outside influences, well, yeah, letting outside, um, situations or whatever influence your beliefs or whatever. That's where it's also so important to be in fellowship with one another. Cause obviously, you know, the whole thing with being stronger numbers than on your own kind of thing. Because, yeah, I know there'd be so many times I would probably cave into stuff, well, sin and temptation just in general, when I'm on my own. But as soon as you have another, you know, person, a believer or whatever, in the room with you, that chance has gone down. (laughs) So, I don't know. I just feel like it's, yeah, I guess, obviously, yeah, attendance being one thing, too, that I've feel like i notice yeah and for churches and and i understand like especially like as you could say the some of the older generation or maybe people caring for some of the older generations are still sticking at home because of, yeah they're, they're yeah. a little scared of covid like so yeah. i you know i run the live streaming software at our church yeah it's, do yeah do we, is there much on that or no? so on average we have and here's the thing and this is what i always say mm-hmm. we have 16 units on average a unit 
can be anything from a family to an individual. individual. Right. So what right. those 16 units are, I can't see. Yeah. I can't see if it's 16 individual people or if it's 16 families gathered around a TV. You know, or there have been cases where like half the families in attendance at church and half the families at home because maybe they're caring for an elderly parent or something like that. Right. And, you know, and it's half the family plus the elderly parent. Mm-hmm. So like I say, on average, we do about 16 units a week ourselves. And that is up from COVID times. Hmm. Now, that being said, we have 16 units on Sunday morning. But what I've noticed is over the course of the week, we get like a hundred views over the course of the week. Oh, okay. So maybe people who, because of work or other things, Sunday doesn't fit into their schedule. So they do it another day. Yep. So that's always cool too. So it's, we've moved into this very asynchronous time frame because of COVID. COVID, we were already moving that way. As a society, COVID but just COVID spread, spread that up. up. Now, I'm asking you, Aaron, not because I think you're dumb or anything, but do you uh, know what asynchronous means? I'm trying to think of how you just used it. <laughs> it's already slipped my mind. We're moving out of. Uh, we're moving towards asynchronous. Towards asynchronous, and COVID just sped that up completely. So, as- well, no, I guess a- asynchronous more. means. Okay, take for example, Aaron. Mm. I text message you right you know, a message, right? I did. Wait, why did it just vibrate? I don't know. Yeah. And you might not respond because maybe you're working or you're busy with something. So you respond like five hours later. That's asynchronous that's, communication. That's, on? that's, you know, I send you a message, you reply when you get a chance. I send you a message, you reply when you get a chance. That's asynchronous communication is like this right now. I'm talking, you're responding. I'm talking, you're responding. That sort of thing. That's a synchronous communication. We're just on a phone call. We're yeah. on a, a Zoom call or whatever. You know, we're we're in real time. Asynchronous mm, means there time. can be a lack. There's no required response time. Why do they call it asynchronous? It started with computer stuff. So that's why. Ah, okay. <laughs> synchronous, really think of it this way. Is it synchronized? Are you both in synchron- yeah. synchronization doing the same thing at right. the same time? Or are you doing stuff at varying times in responses? Because I would have originally thought, I guess, that asynchronous would have been yeah, I guess, I don't know, I can only think of the word synchronous happening, being at the same time kind of thing. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, I'd, I, go on. I wonder, because yes, I, I mean, I definitely see benefits towards that. Okay. But also, I'm going to bring the, uh, I'm throwing the new family under the bus. Um. Being the what? What did, what did we call her? The intimidator or whatever? Yeah, the intimidator. Yeah, um, because I know they've mainly been watching streams and what. Right. So now, as that's still good and all, I still it's still very I guess important to have that sense of community. Right. I agree. So mm-hmm. that that's where I, I kind of split it off a little bit. Yes. We're moving towards that asynchronous and personally me, I like asynchronous uh, for certain things. Oh, absolutely. Um, but something like church, what's, and what you were getting at, um, that community, mm-hmm. that is important because you need that sense of belonging. Right. 
Oh, and, it's, it's, it's just, it's a good reminder and a good way to catch up too. And, uh, well, it's, it's, it's also it. where you make connections with people and yeah. I'm not talking just, you're like, Hey, how's it going? Sort of connection where you can actually have conversations, you know, mm-hmm. afterwards where, and yeah, some of it has kind of gone corrupt or, you know, like MLMs have kind of creeped in in some churches in that where they then prey on people to try to get them into their little pyramid schemes. But thankfully, what? we haven't seen that at ours. Uh, thankfully. What? Yeah, that, that does happen. So that's know. a downside of it. Yeah. But, you know, you can make, you know, connections for, you know, being personal, business, social connections sort of things. Um, you know, like, Hey, I need help with this. And maybe someone there's like an expert then can help you out and do that. That's what community should be doing is helping each other out. You know, that doesn't mean you take advantage of it and go, Oh, I need someone to do this for free. Could you, do yeah, right. <laughs> you know, pay them, pay them, pay them, pay them, pay them. Help me out a little you bit. Know. But we, we get, that's why it is important. And that's why, you know, my, my thought process on this, this is my personal thought process. That asynchronous communication, you know, message stuff is great for online for like those who maybe, right, especially now, immunocompromised, you know, they're frail, maybe they're already sick, you know, that's great for them. Mm -hmm. But for younger people, if you're healthy, just get up. (laughs) Get up and go. (laughs) Get up and go. And yeah, sometimes you might be like, I'm so tired. (laughs) Oh. Gosh. Yeah. Like that. I've had those days where I've fallen asleep in church right behind you. You just let me sleep. Well, (laughs) half the time, A, you're behind me. So I don't know. That's, and well, there's, this is, I feel like this is early in Rudy. He told me like, yeah, I just let you sleep. I was like, yeah. One of the times I did, I I just said, let you sleep. The one time, like the one time I caught you, but most of the time, I'm not like checking up on you behind my. No, well, no, yeah, you're in your, you're in your own. You've got your own world going on right there. But, but that brings me to another yeah. part where I think we might be seeing some um, issues with the church as well. Yeah, is this is going to sound weird, but burnout. Mm. You have the same people doing the same thing every week. You don't have other people to oh. rotate in and fill in, right? To help alleviate it. Right. Like and, I, I, I enjoy doing the streaming stuff, but don't get me wrong. It would be nice if you could just sit down and actually listen and take it and in. And not have to worry about 5 million other things and just let, just enjoy the the sermon mm-hmm. and enjoy the music even. Oh yeah. Cause when I'm live streaming the music, I'm at least always 15 to 20 seconds behind. Yeah. I was paying attention to that, to that the other day when I was watching, I was like, wait, Dang, that video is like pretty behind. I was like, I didn't realize it was that big of a difference. So, yeah, that would mess me up. Just so I'm like, do, 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 do. Oh, <laughs> so I'm always gosh. like engaged, actively doing tech diagnostics and that. But at the same yeah. time, right? You know, you the worship team has been pretty static for a while. We haven't had any oh, people want to really rotate in or out. Uh, yeah, you got the same thing on every, on all the other teams as well. And yeah, people can do stuff for a certain amount of time, but eventually we need a, Hey, can I rotate out for a little bit? Like I'm looking at it already. Like when I go to life fest, I'm <laughs> like, well, there goes streaming for, for the week as well as like youth group camp. There goes streaming for that weekend mm-hmm. because you can't, what are you going to do? Yeah. 
So it's at least, I mean, we could, because didn't what we do is we don't stream the music, we just stream message. Mm -hmm. But still, it's like, oh, wait, that's an unexpected change for people at home. It's like, wait, right. Oh, I suppose at that point, I mean, wouldn't you, would you just record it and post it later or do you, do you still stream it? Oh, no, they stream it. Oh, okay. Because you would have to mix it while it's recording and yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that's, you know, I, I see that as a thing as well as we have, because even if you have a large church population, like I, I was talking to someone recently, the church they go to, they, they said they have you know, a couple hundred at their church, right? Mm-hmm. But they're always begging for volunteers because they're always short on volunteers for stuff. And that could be stuff like, uh, what were they saying? They were saying like uh, manning the uh, the cameras for the live stream. Because unlike us, oh, where we have our static, they actually have like to move in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, we need more people because our staff is burnt out. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I know how that goes at times. <laughs> Where yeah, you're like, I, 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 we've had the same people doing the same stuff for years. <laughs> yep. So I mean, I see that as part of it too, as well. You know, uh, oh, a why community is important, but also b why going to your local church is important. Instead of going, I'm just going to sit in my pajamas and right because there's so much. I mean, yeah, there's there's help wanted everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by helping you, A, you build community with those who are helping as well. Mm-hmm. And you get to know each other better and you get to have conversations that maybe you wouldn't normally have because you're doing stuff and yeah, it just helps out. Yeah. So even I know like, cause even for, um, talking about the whole burnt out thing, I'm sure just for, was it Andy, since he's always drumming and singing. I mean, there's been talk of just having me hop on the drums every now and then just so he can just sing. And even that in and of itself would be, you know. A great help for him. Yeah. So it's like. Poor Andy. He's getting older. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. Me and Andy both are getting older and it's just. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, that's that's a really good point. I didn't think about the whole burnt out thing because I. that's funny. That kind of, kind of almost can go into one of our other topics that might be talked about at some point with the whole overworking stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's important to have that one day. As we were just talking about for the youth group kids, having that that you know, there's some there's you know the days of work and stuff we have stuff to do, and then the the Sabbath day just take it off, just rest, relax. But us Americans, we like to work. I'm just people in general. I'm sure. But. All right. So uh, what are some other, I guess you could say, ways that you feel the church is dying then? I guess, you know, when you bring up the whole thing of, when you bring up that whole thing about volunteers being needed, it's for a church that's got like a lot of people there. Yeah. And if they're like, still dying for volunteers. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say like, I don't know. I don't want to like point fingers, I guess, but it's like, has that, is there like a loss of caring, I guess happening just in general, I suppose. Cause it's like, 
and I would be definitely very guilty of something like this myself. Where it's like if they asked me, like, "Oh, hey, can you go help out and like like the the kids stuff or whatever?" I'd be like, <laughs> "No, I don't know." So I guess I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, that's partially the fault of the church or who's oh. running it. And I'm and I'm not saying right. it, I'm not saying it's the fault of them going, "Hey, Aaron, could you do this?" It's no, a, it's, it's a fault of them saying, "Hey, Aaron, could you do this?" Without saying. But we'll train you. We'll give you support on how to do this. Right. Yeah. Not just being thrown in the lion's, quote unquote, the lion's den kind of thing, which, I mean, it's not, gosh, if, if, you know, doing a little Sunday school thing is being thrown in the lion's den, then, oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We're not prepared for anything. But no, yeah. I mean, I guess that you bring up a great point in that too. It's just the, for some churches, it's, are, I mean, are we really preparing people for stuff? Are we really, other than just having a message to have and stuff like that, are we really, I guess, taking things seriously, I suppose? And you know what? I was, I was, when I was doing a devotion last week or so, mm-hmm. um, I think it was, the, it was one on prayer. Gosh, if I had my notebook, I'd look at it. But, one of the things that it was talking about where he was talking about us, like real, like what have we relied on God for? And that kind of, I don't know, like, and to a point, like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's things where I, maybe I've had to, but trying to think about, it, I was like, man, like, what have I actually just literally had to rely on God for? Mainly one for how good we have it here. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've never think about, that's something I guess, yeah, I don't generally think about or feel like I necessarily do because it's like, oh, well, you know, it'll be okay. It's fine. Whatever. So, uh, yeah, as far as training goes, preparing and I don't know, just thinking about how much do we really, yeah, rely on God for stuff? Are we just kind of going through it and that's where the whole thing, going through the motions kind of thing whatever yeah oh, man it's just it feels weak interesting and i say interesting because that's going to tie into some things that i was going to bring up here in a minute but I, I wanted all your thoughts first before oh, i gosh, start I, yeah go on, go no, ahead do you have any more thoughts no, take it away seriously no more thoughts oh, I thoughts from that i can i mean what why else do you feel the church is dying oh. well i'm sure if i sit and think long enough maybe i can think of more but that's Okay, we don't have three days. No, yeah. <laughs> so next, you know, during this next week, something will probably pop in my head and be like, dang, I should have said that. So then we'll just... That's, we'll that's how it always goes, isn't it? It, it is. Okay. Yes. I'm not a in-the-moment thinker. I'm one that takes a long time to think about things. Yeah, so am I, but that's how life goes at times, but that's okay. <laughs> so what are your... What, what's going on in your head? All right. All right. Okay. So... Here's my thought as A, an observer from outside in on a lot of churches, B, an observer from inside our own church, C, as a member of the deacon board, yeah, and D, as pessimistic me. Pessimistic. You know what pessimistic means, right? Yeah, that's not good. Okay. Yeah. 
so so here's my thoughts on this on on, on what I'm kind of seeing what I'm yeah so yeah. Let, let let's start with some of the I guess you could say the foundational things that yeah. we have community is not always something that is set high as important no and i think that is a big detriment and that extends beyond the just the are you watching online or are you coming into the building sort of mm-hmm. deal the, honestly what happens you know a lot of sundays is people will come in they'll sit at the service you never get involved well i'm not even talking about getting involved you know afterwards in the foyer you always have the same people who always talk amongst each other and beyond that everyone else just kind of bloop leaves oh right yeah and and that's why i said it's not about getting involved because getting involved is like volunteering and you know working on a committee and stuff like that but maybe you're, you're not even we don't even socialize we don't even have those things now again some of this is some of this whole post covid thing you know where gatherings kind of stopped for a long time and now they're just starting to get back going if you haven't been paying attention cdc just redefined recently who all should be masking and shouldn't masking and all that and for they're they're saying now about 74 percent of the u.s shouldn't need to wear masks indoors anymore you know and can gather in together and everything so wow so it's going on the upswing which again if you follow the side tangent real quick here but if you follow the weather where are we going into we're going more to that spring summer weather same thing with the flus and colds this is going to become endemic and seasonal yeah just i bet you in the fall in the winter what's going to happen they're going to recommend mask up again exactly so but that's a whole other tangent whole other side thing right, right now but right, right. We, we lost a lot of that community from that we have a lot of the community it's some of it is very transactional and it's not reciprocal. What do I mean by that? By transactional, and sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need a, a community where it's you're helping a person because they're going through a hard time or they're going through a rough patch and they need help at that point in time. But if it's always, you know, person B coming and saying, I need help, give me something. I need help, give me something. You know, eventually it's like, okay, how are you helping others in the community as well? You know, and maybe something comes along and, you know, where they can help and they're like, no, I'm too busy. I can't do that. And you're like, what? what? You know, still doesn't mean we're not, we're, we're not going to help them, but you know, it's still one of those things like you're, you're, you're just taking, you're not giving back and helping others as well. Mm -hmm. A good relationship, a good healthy thing is where you have people, you know, person A comes, says, I need help. C, D, and E come and say, okay, we're going to help you. Person B comes, I need help. A, B, C, D, E, you know, everyone but B comes and helps them. Person C comes, I need help. A, B, D, E, F comes and helps. You know, it's reciprocal. We're helping each other all the time. Right. It's when you go to that one-sided, lopsided transaction only where it's help, that, that, okay. You know, there's no, I'm also seeing that that lack of community. Now, you know, like small groups recently started back up. Oh, that's good. So that should maybe help build some of that. Uh, something that our church is doing now on Sundays, the first Sunday of every month is the, oh, just the first one. Okay. Like that social thing out like this last one was the appetizers. Oh yeah. And I don't know what the yeah. March theme is going to be, whatever that is, you know? So, you know, trying to build some of that social back up because 
let's be honest, for some of the older people in the church, guess what? They may only get out a few times a week. And they need old people need to be just as social as you, Aaron. Yeah, I know. What? No. So some of that social aspect is some of the, one of the things that I see. And this is coming from someone who is not a very outgoing, who's a very, this, I am a very much of an introvert, a hundred percent, but sometimes you need those abilities to just sit back, relax and socialize with your Mm -hmm. church family. Yeah. So I I see that as something that, and I'm I'm saying this isn't just our church. I'm saying, I I see this at a lot of places, a lot of churches Mm -hmm. as something that needs to happen more. Right. Now, I'm not saying you sit there on a big old Facebook group chat and all that. Maybe you do that. Maybe you like that. I don't know. Mm. But find ways to socialize and interact with other people at the church. Yeah. The other thing I'm seeing is that it's this kind of this generational difference. What does the older generation like versus what does the newer generation like? <laughs> You the know. old generation doesn't like music. No. <laughs> there, there are definitely some in that older generation that yeah. don't. I remember when we started moving away from keyboard and piano only. Yeah, oh and we gosh. had people complaining, especially about the first drum set. Oh my goodness. We're getting into the rock and roll. Oh no. It, and you know, and that's how we got into electronic drums because that was the compromise with them to make that's them feel funny. happy. Gosh. I, wow. Yeah. So, but. Beyond the music style, just the structure of the service, Mm. you know, and that's going to change a lot depending on who's in leadership because, you know, what they're comfortable with is probably what they're going to try and do. And if you have a younger generation that's like, this isn't what we like because, you know, there's no, there's nothing set in scripture like this is how a church service should look like. You know, as far as, you know, what style music, how things are done and everything. And the younger generation, I'm sure you can attest to this, Aaron. I, I, I won't blame you. You can be as honest or as not as you want. There are probably times when you go, this is boring. Oh, yeah. And I guess it's... It, go on. I... Maybe... Maybe... maybe, maybe. I think the only, I mean, not, this is getting real personal now. Um, being with, which we, we haven't done it. No, yeah, we haven't done it for a while now, but it was the whole, like the prayer thing or whatever that we were doing mm-hmm. where it was just like that. Yeah. Some, a special like guest or whatever would come up and have prayer for a while. Like that was. And I see the importance of it, and that's good and all, but sometimes, I mean, it, yeah, it just depends on the week for me. Sometimes it's just like, all right, just let's move on. <laughs> it's like, this is taking too long for me right now. I'm losing it. Um, but other than that, I, yeah, for the most part, no, it's, I, mean, I guess it's the only thing I've ever really been used to for how, okay, you know, services have been kind of put together. Um, I guess just one thing. I guess the only like I suppose difference sometimes I'll notice from church to church is sometimes it's like the amount of scripture being read versus not. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel obviously, I mean, I would say you know more time in the Bible would be better, but also at the same time, I mean that you want to make sure that I guess 
whoever is speaking is doing it justice kind of thing. So I guess you can read as much Bible as you want, but then if you're not doing, you know, doing well with it, then I guess what does it matter? <laughs> right. But that's where it's important to find a good sound church. Yeah. And I, I guess like for me at my age, I'm not as concerned about like, is it boring or not? Because it's, it, but there are definitely people who go, this is boring, you know? Right. And, well, it's, and for them that that might be the difference between them being coming and not right and i um yeah as far as like for the younger generations go yeah i, I could not see any younger people coming to our church and be like oh yeah, i'll come again like i could see a lot of people just being like all right i'm bored yeah next place or if they even want to go to the next place and, and that and that is on that's not on them at that point that's on us well that's that's, to realize okay and i'm not mm here here the statement fully before you oh no yeah before yeah yeah it's on us to realize that what we're doing may be boring for a certain demographic Mm -hmm. and if there is an opportunity for us to do something different that does not compromise the teaching right does not compromise the overall message the overall um integration of music and message if there's something that you know doesn't compromise the service but maybe we can add in what that is i don't know Mm -hmm. you know but then are we willing to change and add that as long as it's not compromising anything else yeah and that's the thing and we need and for that we need younger people to say hey this would be a cool thing to try. Right. I guess, yeah. As long as the older people are not saying, no, we will never try it. We we won't conform to you. Um, no, I guess the only thing I, I, I was thinking of at the start was if it's boring, just because it's not getting your attention. Cause I mean, with all the younger kids, everything is just so quick and short. Yeah. You know, obviously when you look at all like the, the TikTok stuff or all the entertainment, like most of the stuff is just pretty short clips of stuff and then you're onto something new already. So like the whole attention span thing, I mean, you I can't you can't blame a church for someone having a short attention span to I guess to some degree. I guess there's I don't know, I guess what do you do to help someone out like that other than them having some self-control and being able to sit down and pay attention and listen. I mean, take notes if that's what helps you focus and take it in more. Yeah. Um, it, and yeah, I'm not saying that a pastor should change how he delivers a message to make no, it, eight, right. to make it, um, TikTok friendly. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. 30, 30 second clips per point. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. We would never get yeah. any exposition done. Then a little Fortnite dance in, in the middle of each point, you know, just to keep things. I want you up. to suggest that to pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and see um, what his reaction is. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get a nasty face from him. <laughs> Probably a slap too. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> A loving slap. Don't worry. I'm not going to yeah. get hurt. So, <laughs> so you have that, you know, and, yeah. and, but by part of that, then, you know, where there's that 
kind of that cultural difference between the older and the younger generation, like you kind of alluded to, you're not getting a ton of the younger generation coming in necessarily. And that older generation, which has kind of been around, they're dying off. Yeah. Uh, the, they call it the builder generation. Mm. The generation born before 1946. Uh, these They characterize this generation as fiercely loyal to institutions, including local churches. Mm. They stuck with congregations in good and bad times. Which is something people should do anyways. Yeah. But, but they're more willing to do it. Like right now, I right. look at like even my age and younger jobs. People tend to jump jobs every couple of years. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So be just because they get bored or whatever. Can you imagine what they're doing if they go to church? What they're doing to churches? Yeah. So in 2015, for the builder generation, they estimated there was only about 28 million left in America. And they are dying out at a rate of about 13,000 a week. Because <gasps> they're yeah. old. They're, they're older people. Oh, yeah. You know? I, that... I, I can't even imagine what that statistic looks like now with COVID. Oh, right. <laughs> well, so, yeah, it's, it's jumped up, I bet you. Yeah. I, you, I bet you. I bet you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a part of that builder generation. I'm just, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a low-key boomer. Sure. <laughs> You know, and I look at other things like things that weren't even on our radar at our church until COVID. Live streaming wasn't even on our radar. Yeah, no. We weren't, we weren't adapting and, you know, COVID came and we we're like, so how are we going to do this? Uh, Paul <laughs> quickly. Well, we quickly adapted to tech. We quickly technologically adapted the technology that we had and, you know, planned for future tech and did it and just made it happen. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's another thing I see is a lot of churches that I'm going to phrase this. A lot of churches that are not mega churches. Because mega churches are going to kind of stick at the forefront because this sounds very jaded, I know. That's how they get their money. That's that's how they get their popularity, and that's how they get their mega star, you know, rock star pastors. Yeah, they they stick at the front of what culture is doing, and they adapt and they change rapidly with what culture is doing. Right. But a lot of your more small, smaller local churches, they're not necessarily keeping pace with technology or you know mm. changing with it no you know it it's now becoming common that you see a church with wi-fi you know <laughs> you know <laughs> that's that, kind of crazy you know i i remember when i was you know when i was in youth group so 2000 I think 2000 not that long ago okay we were still using overhead transparencies for oh, our music yeah for, you know, for youth yeah. group. And then they would have to go and change the slides manually. Yep. Up, up, up. Yeah, we had that at good old Racine Christian. You know, and it, and it took a little while. And it's like, okay, now how do we get it? Software built for churches is kind of lacking still. It, it's like second rate compared to what else is out there for like businesses. Mm-hmm. Our culture, our, look, let's look at Christian movies. At times, th- those are cringeworthy at best, blasphemous at worst. 
Yeah. And that is supposed to represent our culture. Right. We're not doing too, 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 too good. Job. We're, we're a little behind on that. Yeah. And the, the problem is we're not trying to create a culture so much as imitate a culture. Right. We're trying to imitate what's around us and say, oh, they doing this. This is cool. Just like, <laughs> and I know this isn't, I know this isn't the church little C. This is the church big C that's doing this. Mm-hmm. Like anytime there's a popular like Disney movie that comes out and there's always the Christian version of it. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? So, so remember Finding Nemo, right? That good old Pixar film. Or was that Pixar? Uh, do you, I don't know. All I know is it's about fish. <laughs> oh, of course you do. Uh, yeah, it was Pixar. Okay. Pixar. Okay. I was like, I think it was Pixar. So Finding Nemo, big old movie, big hit. Oh yeah. So what does big C church Christian culture do? Oh no. They make their own Finding Nemo. Yeah. It's called Finding Jesus. Is it about fish? Is it a fish movie? Yes. It is a fish based movie that... Uh, the animation looks. Yeah. I'm being generous. Oh no. Okay. I'm being generous with it saying it looks horrible. <laughs> I, I, I can't play this on audio because obviously copyright in that. But if you pull up the finding Jesus promo so that here, really I'm going to play this for you, for you, Aaron, so you can see it. I'm not going to close the recording. So what we did just now is we went out, not playing it on for on here for copyright reasons, but I just went out and found the uh, trailer for Finding Jesus and played that for Aaron, and it looks like a piece of his soul just died. <laughs> see, I was just looking at Google Images at first. I was like, all right, I mean, some of these images don't look terrible. The still images don't look bad. But as soon as you watch it, in motion and hear the art. Wow. The audio. Yep. Ooh. Oh yeah. Finding Jesus 2 came out in 2021. Oh my goodness. I I doubt it's any better. <laughs> I I get what they're doing. Oh right. It, but but uh, Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? Uh, unless I have it looked up here. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know the IB. IMD. IMDB. B. I don't know what that means. That's Internet Movie Database. Oh, well, it did a 1.1 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. And Letterboxd says it did a uh, yeah, 1.1 out of 5. So at least it's... <laughs> better <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that's I, i'm curious as to who was in charge of doing this because but we, unfortunately you know culture wise we're behind and, oh, absolutely. And, and, and we're trying to imitate not create right and we end up with stuff like that no blame and we're doing that in the church too which is oh yeah i, I think a lot of that you know and now the next part, I'll say this. Of the reasons I see this is happening, and I don't 
I, I'm going to say this, but I don't think anything needs to change. Okay, that that if that makes sense. Yeah. What we have going on now is we have this cultural shift outside the church politically. I'll say it this way because this I think will make the most sense. Politically, going a lot more left. You know, yeah, more pro-abortion, pro this, pro you know, pro whatever you want to throw under the rainbow. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And the church is saying there's a lot of churches that are going with it. And those are kind of some of those bigger ones that you kind of see pop up every now and then and become popular for a while and, you know, have Justin Bieber play at their, their worship service and that. It yeah. happens. <laughs> or Kanye West. Yep. That yeah. sort of stuff too. But you then have the, you know, the, the smaller ones, the ones that are saying, no, we're going to stay true to what God says. And, you have younger people go, but this is what I want you to believe. And if they're not, the church isn't changing to match what their belief is, they just don't come or leave. Um, and that, in that regard, I think that's a good thing, even oh. though that's going to cost attendance. Yeah. And it's not it, always about numbers. No, it's not. Correct. That's very true. I was just going to say, I was like, yeah, even as long if the, if the church is staying firm, within the beliefs of what the Bible says and isn't just letting the culture, whatever's going on in society, sway it to whatever they, whatever they want. That is good. And then even though if that does bring, you know, bring difficult times for the church and that's where, you know, when you talk about, you know, the, the older, the building generation, you know, they're more, going to be more loyal to a church through like the good and bad times. Obviously mm-hmm. with the church losing attendance and having less, you, you're just destined for some tough times coming up ahead, especially well financially. Um, so in that aspect, it's good to stick around, stick with the church through the hard times to keep it going at least. Otherwise, I mean, if, I mean, we're, we're, told this kind of stuff is going to happen. So it's like, don't be surprised when it happens, I guess. Just stick with it. Yeah. Another thing I've kind of seen, thankfully not so much at our church, but it kind of extends upon some of this other stuff I've been talking about, where anything of the world, and this is more of an older timer thought, but anything of the world is evil. Right. You know, or that. Books, music, movies, video games, whatever. That hence why this whole little Christian subculture comes came up. You know, and it used to be pretty bad, you know, where they would have book burnings or CD burnings or whatever. And now for better or for worse, I I don't know which one to put it under. <laughs> okay. For better or for worse, it, it's kind of moderated out a little bit. And the the concept of, hey, yes. Literally, you could do anything, but is it the right thing to do? Is this the right for you based on your relationship with God or not? That That's more that conversation that's starting to happen instead of, oh, Harry Potter, burn it. Witchcraft. Oh, evil. No, there are some still churches that do that. Oh, uh, right. There's a church right by my apartment that I drive by. During the summer, they always have like revivals and, I, and all these other things, old timey things. And I keep expecting to see... Come down for a good old book burden. (laughs) I keep keep expecting that sign, but so far I haven't seen it, so that's good. But it's one of those very old 
style, traditional, like, like I've driven by their outdoor revivals, which their outdoor revivals are for, it usually looks like just their members are coming, but I drive by them and like all the men are in suits and all that. And yeah. all the women are in like long flowing dresses and this, I'm like, Oh boy. Um, yeah, I would not fit in there. I wear jeans and khakis if it has to be really dressed up in polo. <laughs> right. You know, and I look at our church. Um, Back when I first started coming, you wouldn't dare to dream of wearing jeans. Oh. Yeah. That's all I ever wore when I started going there. <laughs> I know. But th- <laughs> right. th- that's how it changed over time. Yeah. Right. And, and in a way, we adapted a little bit. You know, if we're not, we adapted. If we're not compromising any beliefs by saying, oh, you can wear jeans and a t-shirt or a polo. Mm-hmm. We're not compromising anything spiritually. We're not making anything less holy. We're not compromising anywhere. And we're just saying, hey, look, bring it in. There's been one thing I've, I've, I've has sometimes crossed my mind at church lately. Is if, and if and when I wear a hat. I say there's been a couple of times you've worn a hat. There has been. Yeah, and I've because well, good old mother dearest. She's like, you don't wear the hat like in church, do you? I was like, yes. She's like, oh. I'm like, mom, it's it's just a piece of clothing. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like, I know like some people are like that where it's just like if you're wearing a hat inside of a building, that's a sign of disrespect. Yeah. I'm like, why? <laughs> By the way, I I love what just happened there, and I don't think you even realized it. What? What do I call my mother? Mother dearest. <gasps> you just called oh, your mom. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was fist pumping over here. <laughs> you didn't even realize it. That's awesome. I didn't know. You're like good old mother dearest. Oh, and I was oh like, my gosh. <laughs> this is a sign I'm getting old. <laughs> no, this is that's not a sign you're getting old. That's a sign that mean you've had influence on each other. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> but that brings me to my next point. Yeah. Um. Okay, and I'll say this. I think mine and your relationship as friends and as like it started out as mentor men, mentor mentee relationship. Yeah. More and then has evolved into friendship and that. That unfortunately, I think is more rare than it should be oh okay i was like wait i was like wearing a hat in church no no no, no. The, yes mentor mentee in the going into friendship stuff yeah I, yeah I think that's more rare than it should be i think it should be there should be more of that especially okay don't take this the wrong way uh especially for you younger dumber guys and younger dumber ladies out there yeah you know have someone older who's done the mistakes already. Who's, right. you know, and it doesn't have to be like, okay, I'm tw- eight, I'm 16. I'm going to get mentored by a six-year-old because they've done everything in life. You know, <laughs> it doesn't have to necessarily be that, you know, someone who's at least has a few years on you and had, maybe has some, um, a little more wisdom and life experience on yeah. things that has happened. I, there needs to be more of that, that mm-hmm. one-on-one relationship. Um, because, and I'll, I'm not going to speak for you. I'll let you speak for yourself on this, but I've have found this over the years Mm -hmm. to be very fulfilling. A, A, because I feel like I'm actually helping someone, but B also end up getting a good friend out of this. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'd have to say my best friend out of this. 
Mm. You know, so I, yes, there's the, you start off with the goal of trying to help the person out, Mm -hmm. but other things come along because of it. Right. And I hope over the years that you have learned stuff from me, you know, that have been, has been beneficial for your life. Just like I have learned stuff from you that has been beneficial for me. Well, that's the crazy one to think about. <laughs> it happens. Right. Cause like I, like I, I told you, you know, I forget when, whenever it was, yeah. you know, it started off as like literally like almost like a one way street, like me to you, you mm-hmm. know, sort of deal. Over time, it evolved into that two-way street. Right. And there needs to be more of that. A, here's what's going to happen. You have that personal one-on-one relationship. So there's a couple things there. A, there's someone built in who kind of has some, you have some accountability to, to show up to the church. Right. You know, in that. You also, B, you know someone who can, is hopefully going to be a little more consistent, rock-solid and that could be either party, mm-hmm. like if something's going on or you need to get introduced to someone for assistance for something or anything like that. And see, you ha- if you have especially like multi-generational groups like that, you know, where they're helping and mentoring each other, mm-hmm. A, maybe the younger generation can learn what some of the older generation likes and get a little more tolerant of our uh, boringness. But also the older generation can go, Okay, we understand why the younger generation likes this. And that's how right. like that's how I understood between you and Josh how to more properly interact with the youth group a little bit better. Mm. Because it was like, okay, these youth are different than me than when right. I was in youth. Right. Let's figure this out. Now, that being said, where I'm at now, it's like, okay, we got a whole new generation of youth coming in. This is a whole new uh, ball game. Got to learn this. <laughs> and, and I'm looking at that and like, how do I, how do I help them in that 15, 20 minutes? What, do, what can I do with this catechism thing in 15, 20 minutes to maybe make an impact and not make it boring? Right. Because to be honest, like I get the catechism at the same time as them. So I'm like, my brain is initially going, how do I process this? Because I'm not exactly the, um, the fastest thinker on things. Like I like to take time and just dwell on it and think on it and mull on it and digest a little bit before I have any thoughts and ideas that can come to the surface. And so getting a piece of paper and then like five minutes later, okay, so <laughs> my brain doesn't work that way. That's not me. That, that's why I'm not a teacher, <laughs> you know? Mm. And so it's like, okay, how can I take this combined with this and maybe help that generation out a little bit more? And I'm still figuring this out. And there are days where I do horrible at it. And there are days when I get done, I'm like, okay, that, that session that's went well, good. you know? And it's, those little micro learnings and it's the ability and willingness, I think, to say, I tried this, it failed. Whoops. Let's try the next thing. Yeah. And get over the fact that we try. And you know, and maybe this is me diving into some of my work stuff here. And maybe we as a church need to take a principle from DevOps engineering. In DevOps engineering, one of the things that you do is you try out new things, Hmm. you 
And you try them out in such a way that they either fail real fast or they succeed real fast. Hmm. And then you build upon that. Try out them. And so in order to do that, your experiment can't be very large. It has to be very small and focused. So you try out something. Does it succeed or fail? Okay, cool. Now, what's the next step? What do I add next? Does it succeed or fail? Cool. It's a feedback loop. You're continuously getting feedback. And maybe we need to be a little more open to being like, hey, what did you like or not like about the service today? What do you like or not like about the community? Hmm. What do you like or not like about this? When you think of our church name, what does it bring to mind? Good and bad. Instead of staying in our little isolated silos, saying, this is what we're going to do, take some feedback as well. Yeah, and now that doesn't necessarily good. mean that we have to implement it because so you may get a, you know, a jaded, bitter person who may just make some ridiculous thing. And yeah, but maybe there's something that someone could say and be like, you know what? Hey, yeah, let's do this because I don't understand the concept. I, I get why some people would want to do this, but I don't understand it. The concept of try to consolidate around getting the older population. Yes, to try to reach out to all generations. We're commanded to reach all yeah. the people. Yeah. But the realistic side of me, the realist part of me, the part that I get yelled at at work because it's the engineer brain, not the uh, non-engineer brain, is so Pokemon Go. Yeah. Okay. Or Pokemon games in general, right? There's shiny Pokemon and normal Pokemon. And and people go out of their way to collect the shiny Pokemon because they're the very rare ones, right? Oh, so I'll get them in Pokemon Go once in a while. The engineer brain of me says, look at their stats. Yeah, their stats suck. Get rid of them. I don't care if they're rare. I get the non-rare and, you know, then I look at their stats and I'm like, oh, they're great. I'm going to keep them. So the engineer brain of me says, I only care about the stats and the numbers and the things I can measure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I got to marry that up with the non-engineer brain that says, I care about the people. Oh, as okay, well. I can't just care about numbers. Yes, I, numbers to a point are important mm -hmm. because that's how you keep the building funded. That's how you keep the church funded. But at the same time, the people are important mm -hmm. and more so than the numbers at times. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you have to find that balance between the two. And what that balance looks like, well, it depends on each, each church. You know, each church is going to be different, different circumstances, different things that need to be done. So yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Nice. <laughs> I do, I like, <clears throat> there was one thing I was, that had come up, um, talking about the whole, bringing up accountability and stuff like that. That's also, I feel like an important thing. And maybe, maybe probably needs to happen more of. Yes. And it needs to happen organically. Yes. Not mandated from the pulpit. No. Yeah. And the only way you're going to do that organically is through community, mm -hmm. that one-on-one -on -one relationship, you know, or a small group relationship. That's the only way that's going to happen. Yeah. So you have to be involved in that community first. Yep. It's not something that can be mandated 
pulpit or law or anything like that. Right. Because if you try to do that, you're going to have people like me who are going to be like, uh-huh. Bye. You know, <laughs> you know where my natural tendency yeah. is to be resistant to that. Right. Whereas if it happens organically and naturally through the evolution of a relationship, then it it is something that's wholly embraced. Right. And I was just thinking, I was like, maybe to some point, I mean, I guess it's either maybe we need to actually just be more accountable with our fellow other friends or whatever. And maybe even to some point need to kind of step it up a bit, be a little bit more, I guess, serious about it. Mm-hmm. But then, so yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Hot dang. And I think people, and I, I'm talking general people, right? If they go, you know, if they go to a church and build up that relationship and be like, hey, look, someone actually cares enough to see, to ensure that I'm growing, that I'm, you know, that I'm not just staying stagnant in that. I think that right. that'll speak to them. Oh, right. Because people don't want to be talked down to like they're infants, but at no. the same time, they want to grow personally. And if someone's willing to pour time and energy into helping them do that, they will definitely see that. And they will definitely like that. But again, that takes time. That takes that relationship first. That, right. So that's why those social gatherings and stuff like that, now that COVID's starting to go back to spring summer mode, is uh, very much essential. Yeah. Cool. So any more thoughts, Mr. Johnson? Man. I just hope we can do some, the church can do some cool stuff in the future. Well, you know what? It's going to take people like you to help <gasps> do know, that. I know. And I have to actually do it. I'm talking about the whole accountability part. I just got to hold up my end of the deal. Well, I was thinking you're going to talk about the whole worship night part too. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got it. I have to be intentional and make an effort more so. Aaron Johnson being intentional. Stop it. <laughs> what does Aaron Johnson being intentional look like? Hopefully doing something better than what he's doing now. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Intentionality. I like that. I think that's another thing we need in the church. To be intentional on the things that we do, the things that we say, the activities that we do, as well as the outreach. But not outreach just to outreach sake, but to outreach to see those around us be saved and come to Christ.